Welcome. This is uh, Bishop Tom Daly, the Bishop of the Diocese of Spokane in Eastern Washington. And our show is called The Bishop of the Vicars. Two of the Vicars, Father Connell, the Vicar General, and Father Mead, Vicar for Finance, they are taking care of their flocks and their parishes, or at least that's what their secretaries called them this morning. <laughs> Joining me is the much-loved pastor of St. Thomas More and the Vicar for Priests, Father Pat Kirst. Apparently we, not taking care of his flock. But no. Uh, well, they, the secretary said you were at... Uh, holy hour this morning. That's so good. I really appreciate that. Right. We have a special guest today. It is Father Tom Lamana, a Jesuit father who is the pastor of St. Aloysius Parish in his first year. Father Lamana is a native of Spokane and a classmate of Father Curse from Gonzaga Prep. So we welcome Father uh, Tom Lamana. And Tom, tell us a little bit about uh, your life uh, as a Jesuit, uh, how your discernment, how you and Pat Kirst uh, really were the starting quarterback and receiver in the varsity, yeah, okay. varsity team. That's what I, I heard. It's wonderful how time can distort memories. Is so. this true? Well, you definitely have a picture in the yearbook of you guys at the championship, <laughs> which you played over at uh, Our Lady of Sorrows Academy in Seattle. Right. Yeah. Well, actually, varsity was no part of the picture, right? And we kind of stopped varsity. after junior varsity. Yeah, but okay. And, and Gonzaga Prep, there's no shaming done there. So, of course, you weren't first team, second team, third team. <laughs> So they use colors, so you didn't feel bad. Great. So we were essentially colors. the first team was blue, and then mm-hmm. the second team was white, and the third team was red. And then they, when we got down to like magenta. our our team and the depth chart, we were like magenta or something. The stuff like that, that was left in there. Yeah. They put it in the washing machine they and go, change yeah. colors. Yeah. Get the Crayola box okay. out and find a color for us. <laughs> All right. Well, they, right. Tom, tell us about. So you're fr- uh, where'd you grow up in Spokane? I grew up right by Gonzaga Prep. I grew up in St. Francis Xavier mm-hmm. Parish. And uh, went to grade school there, and you know, the my whole childhood was St. Francis Xavier Parish, and and hanging around Gonzaga Prep because mm-hmm. we were so close to it. But my family's from here. Mm-hmm. Parents, grandparents immigrated here, uh, and went to Gonzaga Prep as you've said. Pat and I were classmates, and then um, went to WSU for a year, then finished at Gonzaga mm-hmm. U. So, and then I entered the Jesuits after I graduated from college. Okay. Now, I think you worked as a bartender at one point. That was when <laughs> that you were in grammar true. school? Or yeah, was that, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that yeah. was as I was discerning, actually. Did that you? was part of my okay. vocation discernment was. Right. Well, let's see what we'll do. Uh, is that said, Jack and Dan's? Uh, no, up at the Onion. Oh, at the, the Onion. No, the, the old Onion. Hey, Rich, Rich Poole worked at the Onion. He did, did after he? That's I a, did. That's, that's another right. classmate. Another classmate Father, of ours. Father Rich Poole of the diocese now serving our country in the Air Force. He is a class of 81 from prep. Yep. And uh, he worked, uh, did he work for a while or is for the seminary? He didn't, you're the first ordained, right, Pat? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And he, then what year, uh, Tom, were you ordained? I was ordained in 1997 okay. by Bishop Skillstad here hmm. it's in Spokane. And where did, uh, what, what were your ministries as, as a priest to the sure. society? So as a Jesuit, I worked in secondary ed, mm-hmm. both at Gonzaga Prep here in Spokane mm-hmm. and at the last five years of Bellarmine Prep okay, in Tacoma. Tacoma. Mm-hmm. But in the middle of that, so I did that for 13 years total, 
But in the middle of it, I worked in formation and I was our director of novices mm -hmm. for nine years. And where was the novitiate for the Oregon province? It was in province? Portland. Okay. It was in Portland. The last two years, we came together with the California mm -hmm. province as the whole assistancy, all the Jesuit provinces in the United States were coming together. We brought our novice program together and that was housed down in Culver City. Mm -hmm. So I worked in Los Angeles for two years two as years well. There. Yeah. What would you say is, um, I know that I don't think uh, Pat has, Father Chris has done uh, seminary work. Were you ever a rector in the diocese? He seems half the priest. Oh, work. no, the church is much smarter than that. Okay, all right. And trust me with that. So. But uh, what would you say was uh, most rewarding when you were director of novices? That's a long period of time, so sure. that shows stability. Uh, certainly directing the um, long retreat, as mm -hmm. we call it, the spiritual exercises. Uh, but really that's that's endemic of the work you're doing. You're, the way I say it is you got to walk very closely to people as they were close to the Holy Spirit and mm -hmm. watch what the Holy Spirit is doing. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very holy ground mm -hmm. to, to do that work. What did you see as, I mean, having been myself a vocation director before becoming a bishop, did you see from the time you began your work as, as novice director to the time you finished up, was there any change in the, in the, the young men coming through? Uh, I mean, every generation has certain uh, things that draw men to priesthood. Sure. Uh, anything you noticed just in that period of time? You know, Bishop, that's, that's a great question. One thing was they kept getting older. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is, they weren't so young sometimes, sure. uh, which was interesting to watch. Not, not that, you know, everybody was young when I first started either, but we would have men coming in who were 30 years old, mm -hmm. average. So it was interesting watching young guys come in right out of college versus men coming in with 15 years of work experience sure. and life experience. Mm -hmm. But they were able to, for the most part, those those differences were balanced out. Mm -hmm. And that was a, a lot of the work of the vocation director. Sure. Because you had to kind of look to that to say, well, would this year be the best year to enter or maybe mm -hmm. next year because of the composition? Now, that wasn't the first piece of, of uh, the first criterion. Mm -hmm. But it was down the line, looking at how would this group fit together because of age difference. Theoretically, uh, a man would, how long is the novitiate? Two years. And then do you, after that, go on to studies in philosophy? Correct. Yes. And then there is a, usually some type of assignment, teaching or some other ministry, right. primarily right. teaching still? Primarily teaching yeah. and still, that's the first preference. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, you'd go on for theology. theology. Correct. So, okay. Yeah. Um, what about, uh, did you do any missionary experience? I mean, the, the whole presence of the Jesuit order here uh, in the West, and I'm sure in the United States, they came first as missionaries. Sure. Did, were you asked to do any of that uh, in your formation? A little bit, but only in experiments, as mm -hmm. we called them, within the novitiate, but never for me as a permanent assignment. Sure. Uh, when I was in tertianship, which is our very last stage of training before final vows, um, I made that up in St. Mary's, Alaska. So mm -hmm. I was there for five months. January to May was a great time oh, to be. Oh, great time to be in Alaska. So when it's all it dark? Was. <laughs> it was dark. <laughs> yeah. But but by the time we left in May, it was not all dark. and mm. was quite light. Uh, now, but it was beautiful to be up there. Father Chris, when you were in your early years of priesthood, your missionary work was a chaplain on the carnival cruises, or did I read that <laughs> wrong? 
Yeah, that was uh, fake news. Okay, fake news. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I must. <laughs> our research, Mrs. Gina Vanelli, is not giving me true information for the show. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I will say uh, some of my work, besides you know, when I was at the high school, working on retreats, mm-hmm. working in campus ministry, and uh, coaching. Yeah, those those things, and that that was great. I loved secondary ed. High school work is just. A lot of fun. Do you find yourself, uh, like I'm going uh, to back down to the uh, Marin County to do a wedding of a former student, yeah. the last class that I taught before I was named a bishop. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, lot, lots and lots of yeah. weddings, especially when I was a young priest mm-hmm. because I had done my regency that that uh, period between philosophy studies and theology mm-hmm. studies at Gonzaga Prep. And so by the time I came back from, from theology and was ordained, yeah. A number of those students were starting to get married, and, mm-hmm. and I did have a lot of weddings mm-hmm. at the beginning. Now, having uh, been uh, from Francis Xavier, which by then was was diocesan, yes. what led you as opposed to, I mean, it's interesting to find out your vocation stories. Father Chris ends up studying for the diocese and being ordained, and you mm-hmm. studying and being ordained uh, a Jesuit. What what led you to make that decision as opposed to joining your, your classmates uh, sure. for the diocese? I certainly considered the diocese because of Pat, mm-hmm. because of Father Kirst, and because of Father Poole, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, my experience of the Jesuits at Gonzaga U when I was there as an undergrad is really what drew me. Mm-hmm. Um, my father had gone to Gonzaga, so he certainly knew Jesuits. I was aware of Jesuits mm-hmm. from a very young age. Um, and I found the spirituality pretty attractive. I was drawn to it. And bottom line, I think when I was in college, these guys seemed happy and that mm-hmm. intrigued me. And I thought, okay. Good. So. All right. And conversely, I went to eight years of Jesuit education and, and people have asked me, how could you go through eight years with the Jesuits and not <laughs> join the Jesuits? Mm-hmm. I said, because I went to eight years of yeah, right. school of the Jesuits. But mm-hmm. uh, no, I have nothing but admiration for the Jesuits and a deep uh, love in my heart for that. It's a very significant part of my formation. But uh in that time of discernment of getting into seminary, uh, first mine wasn't all that profound to start with. As mother couldn't think of anything else to do, and Father Kevin Codd <laughs> suggested I go into the diocesan seminary, and so not having any better idea, well, Kevin's pretty smart. I'll do what he says. That's right. And then nine years later, was ordained, and as all that unfolded, and God worked through all of that. But um, in comparing, you going to school at a Jesuit school while in seminary, and so I have some contact with the Jesuit community, mm-hmm. and and really the the things that are beautiful about the Jesuit way of life were not things that I felt particularly attracted to, to living in community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I don't really like people, so I just soon get to go home. <laughs> well, people love you. I mean, you're, I, I, every day there's a letter of uh, uh, people asking I, me, could could you assure me that Father Chris is going to be our pastor for the next 20 years? I send those letters in. I, I yeah, realize that. Yes. It's the same handwriting. <laughs> I, I, I can attest that even in high school, he was popular. People Were always you? liked him. Were you student body president, Pat? Uh, let's see. I think I was freshman class president. See? Were you? See? Yeah, I ran, I ran for student body president, and I didn't even get one vote. Not even, I didn't even vote, vote for myself. For but Were you homecoming king? <laughs> no, I was okay. not that either. But No. Jeez. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously the years have taken a toll, but I mean... Uh, <laughs> Um, what about uh, as far as looking back, uh, has um, what have you seen as kind of the changes to Spokane and the, and the Catholic life? I know we're sure. coming to a, to a break, but just to think about that, looking back from when you were going through school and the schools, of course, Francis Avery School was open then. It's not right. open now. Right. What have you seen coming back then, uh, being Paris and being right. raised here? You know, I think uh, that 
there's fewer people in the churches. Mm -hmm. You know, that certainly is something that strikes me. Um, the culture, the Catholic culture, it's different. I, I don't know that it's better or worse. It's just mm -hmm. different. Uh, How would you explain that? Because that's coming as an outsider to uh, to Spokane from California and seeing, I know my own experience of San Francisco as being once a Catholic city and now being a, a city that's, if not indifferent, sometimes hostile. I don't see that sure. hostility in Spokane, but Correct, I think yeah. it, it seems there is a difference from what people to tell me and, you know. I, I don't know. I mean, I always felt, I, kinda, I looked to, to Father Kirster, I always felt growing up that as Catholics, you know, we were not mainstream by mm -hmm. any means. Um, and it was an oddity, maybe at best tolerated. Yeah. I mean, not, I never felt any hostility for, sure. toward about it either, no. but I never felt any sense of, oh, that's great. Well, there was a, it was a, you know. Spokane's a Christian town, but I was told that like Presbyterians were very prominent. Correct. In so it would be a Protestant yeah. city. Yeah. No, that's right. Well, and even the statistics through the state were a very unchurched state, mm -hmm. relatively speaking. We battle yes. with Oregon to, oh, yeah. for 49 and 50 every year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but still, you and I both uh, had kind of sheltered right. childhoods right. and that were going to Catholic school, very involved mm -hmm. in our Catholic parishes. Mm -hmm. I didn't, other than a few kids in the neighborhood, I didn't know non-Catholics or hang out with them until I got mm. to really to college. And you were... We're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to continue kind of the, the sharing the reflection of Father Pat Lamana, Father Tom Lamana, and Father Pat Kirst growing up uh, Catholic in Spokane and now pastors of prominent parishes here in Spokane. Today, without two of the vicars, we have Father Pat Kirst and Father Tom Lamont, the pastor of St. Aloysius. And before the break, we were talking about kind of the experience of the change, maybe from the 70s and 80s in the Catholic community spoke in, and, and what uh, Father Kirst and, and Father Lamont see today. But um, maybe let's just kind of shift and, and uh, talk about. Um, a strong parish of both your pastors, both are pastors of, of strong parishes, Thomas More and St. Aloysius. But for, for you, Father uh, Lamana, it's, uh, tell me something about what you, what, what's been your experience now at St. Aloysius and, and its, its large and successful school. What have you found uh, that this experience sure. would be like? I have recently, many people have been asking me, I've been here almost a year and are asking, how is it? <laughs> My answer that I find myself giving over and over again, and it's true, is I expected to like parish ministry. I had not done parish ministry full-time. I had helped out doing supply work, but that certainly isn't full-time work. I expected to like it. I find that I like it much more than That's I expected great. to like it. Um, I love the parish work, uh, but I love the school work. Mm -hmm. uh, Bishop, as you know, working in a school, for me, that that's an easy part. Sure. Um, a lot of people said, oh, gosh, St. Aloysius is so big and then a big grade school. And the school piece was what I was most comfortable with. And, and I f still find that true. And the program there, uh, I visited with uh, uh, the principal there, Sister uh, Angie Krause, and, and uh, there was a dedication of the new building. But hmm. that that is a uh, almost it's... 
a, a program of, of infants, right? I mean, when does when does the first yes. uh, young person? How old might they be when they they six weeks six old? Weeks. Okay. So we have two classrooms of infants, mm -hmm. uh, eight still mooching off their parents. Uh, yes, I know. Six weeks old. <laughs> At eight uh, eight per classroom, mm -hmm. and then we have three classrooms of toddlers. Okay. So we are, are we're pretty full. We're getting yeah. there. We're getting there. It's an impressive run. You were there blessing the gymnasium. Was I that was you? back. Uh, so so yeah. the the old gymnasium in the school yes. that was classic. Mm -hmm. Yes, it the, was the basketball court. The you know the walls came in on one corner <laughs> of the court, so if it, the into play, so the line was coming down, showing out of bounds, and it ran into the wall. And it's kind of so, like Fenway Park. You know, I was mm -hmm. watching a game. The yeah, other and, night. and and the ceiling in the gym was like thirteen feet high, so you couldn't yet have any it, arch on your shots. So, did so. is it was it like St. Bridget's in San Francisco right. when, depending upon if if it was your turn to switch sides, the light would go out over the basket <laughs> and then suddenly would come on. That was how St. Bridget's there uh, on Van Ness Avenue was able to uh, uh, have all these successful seasons. Well, and course. they were thrown out of the CYO, uh, <laughs> Penny. But anyway, what, what about, um, tell me, do you have a number of weddings? I know that it's yes, very popular we for weddings, probably the most popular church in the diocese. We, uh, we had 45 weddings last year. Which, we, which was down from the year before. It, right? That is true. I have, I have one there this Saturday. And we, we are going to be close to that this year. Okay. With the weddings, um, the parish staff picks up not not that many, maybe 25% mm -hmm. of them. Most couples have connections. Mm -hmm. The university or something. Exactly. Yeah. And so they come in. But we do more funerals even than we do weddings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you know, those are yeah. all holy, holy moments. Mm -hmm. Very holy moments. Mm -hmm. So... The church is, uh, we uh, were here for, there was a sacred liturgy uh, conference I ordained a few years back, uh, Jesuits for the, the New Joint Province. It's amazing in the beauty of, of the church that it was never modified uh, as some churches were during mm -hmm. the, the 70s and 80s, which really mm -hmm. did not keep necessarily with the integrity of the architecture. Why was it that St. Aloysius escaped that? Uh, <laughs> it just seems to be uh, beautifully intact. I know a lot of people admire the beauty of the church. It is beautifully intact. I, I think that, um, I don't know, I'm going to say there perhaps wasn't strong leadership that wanted to change anything mm -hmm. in the 70s, money, I'm sure. Sure, factored into it. Uh, plus the fact that it was so beautiful, it mm -hmm. makes it higher stakes to try to do anything. Uh, but I would say over the last 30 years, uh, Don Weber, who's been working mm -hmm. in the parish, Don is largely responsible for for keeping the physical plant up yeah. and keeping things quite beautiful, and it, and it is. It yeah. really is. To appreciate the air conditioning. The air conditioning, uh, I appreciate a, that, it greatly, that too. That was a nice When was that plus. added? Probably five years yeah, ago. Dick Case long. was, Father Dick Case was still pastor. Okay. So within I, the last five years. I did plenty of hot August weddings. Yes. I, <laughs> I love our stained glass windows. I love the stained glass windows at the cathedral mm -hmm. as well. Are they the same? Are they Franz they're Meyer? They're different. No, okay. I, th I think they're different. Hmm. But um, we did a restoration project of them a few years back. They're beautiful. Yeah. It's just amazing. Mm -hmm. oh. What is... Um, just kind of now being a pastor and seeing that experience, uh, what has surprised you the most about, uh, uh, besides the fact you really love it, has it been something that you kind of just looked, geez, I never counted on that happening. Was there anything or has it been pretty much you were prepped by? Yeah, yeah? I, I think I, I had enough experience mm -hmm. coming into it that uh, nothing has been too surprising. Sure. Uh, but I certainly have enjoyed it. I, 
I guess maybe I'd say it this way, that what I do find, if anything strikes me, it doesn't surprise me that it strikes me, but it's just the holiness of it all. I just, the holiness of doing the sacraments mm -hmm. day in and day out, which is, of course, a much different rhythm than managing a high school classroom sure. day in and day out, mm -hmm. even though there's plenty of holy moments in that as well. Uh, but that's what I feel. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and one big, that's been a big part of St. Aloysius' parish history and a big part of the Spokane Catholic history that's, we were talking earlier, what's different now than in the 70s, 80s is the novena. Yes. of grace oh, gosh, which yeah. i mean bus the city bus system right. used to reroute right. their buses to bring people to saint aloysius mm -hmm. for no being of grace and that's gone through some change through the years oh it's a big yeah. change yeah. it's a big change we there's just not the, the numbers numbers there so we're working on actually we're working on how can we continue to make this something that's a relevant prayer experience for people? Well, I know that we have the, the Novena of Our Lady of Lourdes, mm -hmm. and that's very popular uh, with uh, that period of time. It's uh, I think, did, did Father Connell start that? Uh, was that... Uh, Whether he did or not, he'll, he'll say he did. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just a lot of this. Have you found that there's a lack of humility in the diocese of uh, Spokane? I, I have not found that. Sure. I, I find it's found because that. the lack of influence of the French spirituality. But, uh, um, so let's see, what about your family, Tom? You still yes. have family in the diocese? I, I know I you're related to my assistant uh, yes, I somehow. Am. We of are course, cousins. all the Italians are, are connected here, I hear. Mm -hmm. yeah. Somehow. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. No, my, my uh, siblings, mm -hmm. they uh, all live here, and most of my nieces and nephews okay. and their families Good. live here. So uh, one of my nieces is a, a teacher at St. Aloysius, mm -hmm. and so three of my great nephews and nieces are there in the school, Good. Um, things like that. And actually, and another one is also in daycare yeah. uh, from one of my other nephews. Now, what did your dad do for a living? Was he a butcher? He was not a, he was not a butcher. <laughs> he was a teacher and a coach. He may, have, he? he may have thought he was a butcher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he was a teacher and a coach. In fact, my father, uh, when, when they came back to Spokane, he taught for three years at a St. Saint, Saint Augustine's grade school mm. and was part of the first group of lay faculty okay. at that grade school. There were mm -hmm. three of them that were hired. Another classmate of ours from high school, his father was was also there teaching. Mm -hmm. So, How was, uh, you know, we just joked about, but how was uh, Father Kirst, uh, he was, everybody loved him in, in, in high school. That's, Absolutely. At least that's the, the, what I still get letters about that. Uh, <laughs> I write those letters. Yeah, no, this people. is one of the girlfriends you had that uh, you went to the prom with. We're, we're not going to go there. The, the prom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, how was, how was, yeah. do you remember, do you guys can remember freshman year in high school? Oh, uh, my gosh. I yeah. mean, you both had hair then, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did. So, yeah. mm -hmm. so of course, we went to different Catholic grade schools in mm -hmm. town, so we competed against each other in sports, and that's mm -hmm. where we kind of knew right. people peripherally, and then mm -hmm. you go to Gonzaga Prep, and now you're on the same team and mm -hmm. playing with these guys you've been playing against for the last couple, three years, and and it is really neat. Yeah, I know that guy, and, mm -hmm. and he's going to be good on the magenta uh, <laughs> team, too, so... You know, for years when I was teaching, I taught freshmen, and I would always encourage them if they weren't going out for a fall sport to go out for a yeah, winter you get sport. To know people. If they weren't in band or choir, you know, if mm -hmm. they weren't in the the arts or any other clubs for that very reason. Yeah. Because you do. Mm -hmm. You you just get to know your classmates. What was, uh, looking back, because uh, you guys are the class of 81, so you've been out uh, 38 years. 
I, you know, it's different because when, if you go to a Christian mother school, you'll meet something, they go, when did you get out? And I remember some guy says, what is it with you guys from the Christian mother schools? It's like you got released from the state pen. <laughs> you say, we say, when did you graduate? Yeah. And, uh, but when you graduated in 81, have you gone to any of the reunions? I have, yeah. I've gone mm -hmm. to a couple have of them, you? not all of them, but yeah. a few. So at the 10-year at the reunion, I was the only one of, of the guys at ordained. that point who had been ordained, so I was invited to, to come to the uh, reunion specifically to celebrate Mass on mm -hmm. Sunday. Uh, sadly, I, I went to Friday night, there was some gathering down at a bar downtown, and mm -hmm. it was jam-packed, and then Sunday there was a, a picnic, and then a formal dinner and evening, and they're jam-packed, jam-packed, and then Sunday morning at Mass up in the old chapel. And, mm -hmm. and guns Prep. At Gonzaga yeah. Prep, it was me and Rich Poole came and played the piano <laughs> for music, and then there were about three other people with their families, so total of about mm. ten. So uh, it was well, the, it was the low light of the right. tenth reunion. Did you go to your ten year reunion I or did twenty not. year? Did you go to your twenty five? Twenty five, yes. Uh, ten year reunion. Let's see. Uh, I was in Boston. Where? I was in theology, theology studies in Boston. Now, did you, Father Connell, when he goes to his reunion, he said he positions himself with the person who looks the worst because then <laughs> that and never leaves their side because everyone says, geez, you look great. Uh -huh. The other thing I learned is get in the, when they do multiple class reunions, jump in the class 10 years older. That's right. And then everybody says, geez, I wish I looked like him. Mm -hmm. I just, just bits of advice when you guys get ready for your, your next for reunion. For our 40th. <laughs> no, I, I yeah. have found the, uh, those multi-class reunions to be much better atmosphere. Yeah. Much better atmosphere. Mm. What about um, just some thoughts about uh, what you'd hope as a diocese of, uh, of uh, Spokane we have? Really only two religious order parishes left. We have the Franciscans, St. Mm -hmm. Francis uh, mm -hmm. C.C. Parish, Father Mike Blackburn, and another Franciscan is being assigned. And, of course, we have uh, St. Aloysius. Uh, what what uh, what are your hopes for Tom as far as returning back uh, this diocese or our local church? Is there some advice you can give to uh, that our listening audience won't hold us accountable to? Before, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Keep praying, mm -hmm. keep praying, keep finding Jesus. Yeah. You know, my hope is that if the particular spirituality of a religious religious order is helpful to you, that's great. I think. That's part of the beauty of, of our Catholic tradition, that universal tradition. Uh, I remember Abbot Adrian Parcher talking about this mm -hmm. one time, that just it's, it's natural because you have a more narrowed mm -hmm. way of articulating the spirituality because of your group, that that's going to be a draw to some yeah. people. And I thought that was well said. It was... Well, we have, uh, again, we have the, uh, the rich tradition of the Jesuits here in Eastern Washington. We have the Franciscans. And now I've been asked to uh, approve um, a group of lay people who want to have a, a Dominican type of mm -hmm. uh, spirituality. There's a priest, Dominican priest from Seattle who will come over and, and, and meet with them. So again, the rich tradition of the church in Eastern Washington, and as Father said, uh, let us pray that we'll find Jesus. And I ask that you will ask for our Blessed Mother's intercession to watch over this local church. God bless and thank you, Tom and Pat.